Welcome to the JMD podcast, a podcast series from the Journal of Inherited Metabolic Disease. Like the journal, this podcast aims to improve the management and understanding of inherited metabolic disorders by allowing authors to share their work in a slightly different way. I'm James Nurse, the journal's social media editor, and I invite you to join me every fortnight as I learn from scientists, clinicians, researchers, and parents about the fascinating world of inherited metabolic disease. In today's episode, we're discussing PKU and aging. I'm joined today by the lead author of the paper, Phenylketonuria, Comorbidity and Aging, a review, Dr. Emma Vardy. She's a consultant geriatrician at the Salford Royal Hospital in the UK and the clinical lead for dementia there. Hello, Dr. Vardy. Good afternoon. Nice to speak to you. Thank you so much for joining us on this first episode. I wanted to start by asking you about why this piece of work was needed. So... PKU is a condition that we've known about only for the last 50 years or so, and quite rightly, much of the focus has been on children. But as a geriatrician, I couldn't help but think more about adults, and especially adults who have had treatment as they move to older age. Um, And as a a geriatrician, perhaps one of um, the few hospital generalists, It led me to think about the wider aspects on health of PKU, other than the focus today that's mainly been around diet and the effects on brain. For example, is phenylalanine toxic? Um, If it's toxic to neurons, does it have effects on other parts of the body? What is the longer term impact of a a low protein diet in terms of any other health related issues? But also as a parent of a child with PKU and a part of the PKU community, it struck me that there was the potential for a mismatch between some of the research being done, but also some of the symptoms that are being highlighted by people living with PKU. It's so interesting to have the insight of someone who's not only a a hospital specialist, but also the parent of someone from the community. When you were looking at this work, where were you getting your information from? Much of the information was initially from the specialist metabolic literature, um, but in exploring some of the hypotheses, the issues generated, I looked um, outside of the literature um, to some of the more general literature. What I discovered along the way is that there are some insights relevant to PKU that can be gleaned from other specialties. Um, I found it very helpful to discuss some of the PKU literature with colleagues from other ologies. And interestingly, they provided some fresh insights and perspectives around some of the topics that I was reading about and exploring. And when you were looking at that literature, as a, a geriatrician, a true generalist, was there anything that particularly struck you? Um, it was a really interesting journey because it was a set of literature that I wouldn't come into my my general reading. So I think the first thing to say was looking at some of the historical studies, it was actually quite saddening. Uh, looking at studies that ethically would be quite difficult to complete now, you know, for example, studies involving children on and off diet. Um, I also realised how challenging rare diseases research can be. But 
I also reflected that there is still the opportunity to adhere to good research methodology. So, for example, there were some studies that unfortunately didn't have um, control groups, but I see that as something that would be quite easy to rectify to enable us to really extrapolate information from particular studies. And so can you tell us what you found when you were looking at this work? So I think the first thing to say is that there were, for me, there were a few myths busted. Um, bone health is certainly an area that's focused upon and is mentioned in some of the guidance around management and monitoring of the health of adults with PKU. And my interpretation of the literature is that there was little to say that there would be a detriment to bone health for adults with PKU. Also, something that perhaps anecdotally that's been mentioned, or at least um, seems to be something that the community of people with PKU mention is, is there a, a difference in terms of um, body mass index and an increased prevalence of, of obesity? But actually, again, there was little to support that. There, I did come across individual studies on very interesting areas such as renal disease and arterial stiffness, which I found interesting to read and also interesting to discuss with colleagues in those expert areas. And certainly they suggest there may be something that needs further exploration, but it was helpful to really uh, critique those studies and to not overinterpret them. Where I started from at the beginning of this journey was looking to see whether there was a link between dementia and PKU. And actually, I didn't find that. But it uh, suggested to me that it would be helpful to do further slightly different studies, for example, post-mortem data, looking at people with untreated PKU, where it would be easy to answer some of those questions. The other point was there's, there's a great deal mentioned about uh, mental health in PKU. And the review by Belina et al. established that actually quality of life in early treated adults with PKU is good. But I think it's important in interpreting that literature to look at the methodologies used. And so with regards to quality of life, there are newer assessments that are particularly tailored to PKU. And so when review articles talk about quality of life being similar, not particularly effective with PKU, it's very important that there's that nuanced um, assessment of quality of life in PKU. And the final point to mention is that some of the more recent studies around multimorbidity and symptom reporting were really helpful um, to stimulate some further investigation of some of the literature and also supporting some of the hypotheses that were generated in writing this paper. So, for example, the Ford et al. study highlighted depression and also gastrointestinal symptoms, which I hear mentioned quite a lot in the PKU community. Unfortunately, there wasn't a control group, but I interpret that study as um, a stimulus for further investigation. The area around the immune response was completely unexpected, and that was actually stimulated by speaking to a respiratory colleague that led to me exploring some of that literature with my co-authors and making some connections ar around that area. And again, I think that's an area worth of further study. And just as we were um, finalising the paper, the TREFT study uh, was published, which was looking at more robust reporting of comorbidity and PKU. 
And as opposed to taking away from this review article, I actually felt that it gave credence to many of the hypotheses that were generated and gave some further uh, credence to certain areas being worthy of further study. So the place that I started, um, and my, I'm sure my co-authors would say the same, is not the places where we ended up. Thank you. I think it's very interesting how your work obviously evolved from where you started to where you finished. Uh, with the work that you've done, you know, this is a condition that, as, as you say, there's been a treatment only available for the last 50 years or so. There have been new treatments coming online in the last 10 years. What do you think the direction is for future research? I think this review highlighted to me that rare diseases research is more challenging given given the small number of people that that affected but it also highlighted to me the need to create good registries um, to look at what information is collected or what other investigations that might be sought after to include in those registries it also highlighted to me that although there are fewer uh, people to recruit to research studies that is still the opportunity to adhere to good research methodology, including the incorporation of similarly matched control groups. One of my other areas of interest is digital. And I think there's some real scope to use digital and machine learning to uh, identify symptoms that may be linked by PKU. I do hear of individuals with PKU who tell me that they have mentioned symptoms at their their uh, reviews and because there is no knowledge around them they're felt potentially by some clinicians not to be linked but I think it would be to our detriment to pass by some of those issues that are raised because people patients are the experts in their own condition and I think by listening to those people they can hold some valuable insights to stimulate uh, further research I think the final couple of points I would like to make are there's a real richness of information still to be gained from untreated people with PKU, for example, in answering some of the queries about whether there might be a link in some of the um, more usual pathologies associated with dementia, such as Alzheimer's disease and um, Libby body dementia. And the final call is there was a real dearth of information around women's health issues. And again, I think that's an area worthy of uh, further study, such as, you know, for example, when people with PKU reach adolescence, start to menstruate, does it affect fee levels? Are there any other adjustments that might need to be made in terms of diet? Um, and sorry, I said that was my final point, but I think looking into um, the age group of the people that I generally look after, you know, one of the uh, particular areas is, you know, nutrition, making sure in people without PKU that they have adequate um, intake of protein um, and prevention of frailty sarcopenia. I think now is absolutely the time to do some preventative work based on what we know to keep people with PKU aging well and also to see whether similar to the paediatric population, are there some adjustments around diet that will be necessary as people age? I don't think we have that information yet, but I think now is just the right time to start to gather that information to help people with PKU make informed choices. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's wonderful to get a take on this, not only from a geriatrician, someone working with patients as they age, but also as someone who's a, a parent and a member of the PKU community. Thank you for your time. Um, and I, I hope that we'll see more work from you on this in future. 